Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome. This week in production is being recorded on location. The first event of the of the year, so to speak, for the the golf crew. The band is almost all back together. We've got the the rhythm section together, I would say. <laughs> Mr. Thomas Chartrand. Greetings and thank you. Mr. Lou Lita. Hello. And uh, there's another member of the crew who's not participating in the podcast, Mr. Christian Schlicht, is here as well. So it's not the full crew, but it is our first sort of get back to normalcy on person in person on site production and and i gotta say you guys are killing it there's a little bit of rust but we've shaken it off there has been some rust after like. <laughs> after three days we're back i think in the swing maybe at 45 50 percent capacity but we're we're getting right, there. to be expected we're getting there but we're not talking about that tonight tonight i wanted to talk about something that has been in the background, midway, foreground, but not dominant in our businesses, and I think I'm speaking for all of us here. Absolutely. Generally, is the live stream event. And I've talked about it many times on the podcast in the past. We've talked about it together. We've talked about the Iditarod and all these things. But now seen a transition in full live streaming to now what I'm saying is a hybrid event. And this is where it's partially in person. There are people together in an area, but there's also the need to have remote guests or remote remote, uh, presenters or just, you know, a remote audience that can't all physically be in the building. Right. And this is something that I think is going to continue for some time i i have to say though before we dive into the specifics for my business i i have invested heavily in live streaming equipment whether it's remote capture kits based on ipads or iphones lights cameras things that make up kits to full-blown cellular bonded you know uh, distribution equipment yeah. I've invested heavily in it, and the the tail off to the full panic we need live streaming in every aspect has been sharp. I, I thought it would be longer durate uh, a longer duration of it. It's kind of like rush hour traffic. Yes, it's big. Right. <laughs> right, it's back. It, it's back. It is. Everybody wants to do production. They want to get back to doing meetings, but they know it can't be what it was at one time, you know? Right. So you've had, Tom, a a couple of go-rounds with these hybrid events. You know, give us a little background on what you've been doing with, with hybrids. Well, I've got one client. It's a nonprofit back on uh, Cape Cod where I'm from, and they sort of embraced it. They wanted to get their message out there. It's a fundraising type of a thing. It's an art organization. And, you know, they, they right away, you know, knew they couldn't do it. They have an annual gigantic in-person live event. 10,000 people come to the area. They couldn't do it. And we produced a bunch of stuff that was 100% um, 
online, virtual. And, you know, this year when it came around, they were prepared to do another virtual fundraiser for this big event. And as we were coming down to the, the June event, they got word that the club where we were going to host it in and do it fully virtual was going to allow, you know, as Massachusetts opened up, they were going to allow people back again. And it was coming back to being, you know, full, but they knew that there were people that weren't going to come out to it. So they wanted to use this online bidding platform, uh, BidSquare is who they use. So they did the online. They also prepared to have people there and to integrate that in to have a hybrid event. And um, so I, I needed to learn a whole lot more than just doing the the uh, the online portion of it, but also having uh, equipment there to integrate with the live event. How do I get the audio out to the live audience, but still not have two tracks of audio that's going to go to the virtual audience? So it was a, a lot of coming around um, and learning. I've learned a lot from your events and how you do it full blown, and then how to do it on a scale that uh, the smaller nonprofits can can work around where I am. So you know what I found was. It was, it was relatively easy to sell them on, on how to have a, a hybrid event, how to get their message out to two audiences. And it's really, you know, spread my wings a little bit in how to, you know, give people what they know they need as far as, you know, live events. Right. And, and there are so many, so many problems that have to be uh. addressed in, in the live stream and then we've talked about it a little bit in the past. I know, Lou, you've had a, a client request, which we'll, we'll talk about, which is sort of a, a basis for how to prepare to budget for a live stream event. But we just we just finished an event on this job. Uh, Tom, you and I were working on this component of it where there was a virtual event mm -hmm. that was also um, – it was – it was being produced for a private audience, right? But the the um, company that's producing the content, the the host of the event, wanted some social promotion in the sense that they wanted to run the event on social media. Elements of the content they wanted to push out there, right? So it's it's that's like a little weird because it's like okay you know this event is for the people that would normally be in a room that can't be in a room this year right so they're all remote and they have a company that's producing that event we're here on site doing you know the olympic broadcast of golf is basically what we're doing mm -hmm. right so we didn't have the capacity to handle you know both venues so they have a company that they've hired to produce the virtual event for them. And that a virtual event is, it has pre-taped, it has live pieces. And they said, you know, we want you art to take our content and now distribute it on social media. And that gets tricky, right? Because there are all different platforms. My right. client happens to be in this beta program for LinkedIn, which is called LinkedIn Live. And, you know, it's it's a super closed beta for doing live streaming on the LinkedIn platform. I tried myself as a pseudo insider to this company to get permission to do my own account. And they were like, no, 
like, no, your stuff doesn't belong on LinkedIn Live. But anyway, LinkedIn is a big platform for business. They, but their live streaming back end sucks. It's awful. Sounds it's like an opportunity. A, I, I don't know for who. It's I don't not so, an opportunity uh, for me. No, you're too. Well, busy. it seems like they need to get in the game. They're. I don't know why they're so conservative, but I. I they, they just don't advance the tools fast enough. So, I, I get. How do you why, work around that? Yeah. Well, I get why they wanted. I mean, the AV company probably could have handled this piece, but unfortunately, it would take two or three more people dedicated only to the social media piece. Right. And it's tricky because you need someone to build out the you know the pages build out the streams push the streams live it's not a one-man right. job it's not and you know we ran into some issues where there were some content mm-hmm. that was copyrighted it wasn't music music is an easy one to fall prey to tom you you had an event where you know you had copyrighted music being played and you needed to provide some kind of a viewing link and you were going to use youtube right 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 i was it was oh, a, they blocked you it was a, it, right well the 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 event that i was on we thought we'd have no problem with a performance of a published artist's content and the person that was performing it was so dead on so i don't know if it was you know there was a there's an ai that 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 searches for the content that listens for it but it was a song by the band queen and it was somebody else performing it but it was, no, it was so, no one's ever heard of that band. no one's ever heard of queen <laughs> it was it was a rhapsody if i remember correctly a but bohemian? they uh, it was bohemian yes it was very oh. bohemian but the artist funny was, you should say that the artist was so dead on in his vocals that we got shut down a quarter of the way into it. I, I don't even think it's how accurate the vocals are. I think it's doing, I think it's doing, you know, note analysis and it's doing, you know, uh, voice to text and it's comparing lyrics in the database. I mean, I don't even think it has to be a good, imitation so right. it's that sophisticated i, I absolutely and, and so it literally just shut the stream down yeah quarter of the way into it it just I, we got a notice it's getting shut down um it continued on facebook which we were lucky to at least have wow. that stream not get shut down uh but it's the things that those are the things that people don't think about you know when we have these clients that want to have these hybrid events they think it's easy they don't consider what's being put out there they don't consider ethernet and connection speeds and every every little detail you have to think about so so this av company had video footage that they had permission to show to a private audience they had the rights to show it to a private audience they did not have the rights to stream it now they knew this so we didn't know this they knew this so it they had the rights to show it in a controlled in a private in a private closed venue so they had a private streaming platform for the guests of the conference which was not public and they could show the video there but when we were taking their feed to run on linkedin and twitter they needed to and they did they blacked it out they put in a you know a slate and a countdown and said we'll be right back but it was odd. That's not right. a, a good experience for the people 
on viewing it socially. On socially, yeah. Mm. I mean, they did the best they could, but it was still jarring, and it did feel a little weird. And I think that they didn't really think about the other audience. The right? other audience. The yeah. other audience felt shortchanged. So you sure. do you do have to think about all of these pieces. You know, who is the primary audience? And it, are you concerned about secondary audience? And do you care what their experience is? Maybe it doesn't matter to you and you just want, you know, to put it out there like mud on the wall. I don't think that's the right approach. I think this probably, probably wasn't the intent. I'll bet it was an afterthought it or was, a non-afterthought. Yeah, I don't think it was an afterthought. I just think they just said, hey, people will watch it because it's on LinkedIn or it's on Twitter. That's really not how it is. I mean, you know, as well as anyone, when you're watching something, if it's if it's boring or if it's off the mark, you've got about a five second buffer. Yeah. So we we handled that part of it. And I will I will get technical here for a minute because in the testing phase of this event that we were doing, and it was a high profile event, so there was lots right. of testing. So the it was very nice. The AV company put up a a sync chart oh yeah which was basically it's a video um picture which is like a clock and there's an audio component to it which shows where the video and audio are lined up mm -hmm. and then what i was doing is i was recording it through my so i had a transmission device shout out to intonor because streaming video doesn't always play in sync. That's another well, element. Well, right. So I had my Intonor encoder at their control room. I had my router at our, our venue here in, um, where are we? Atlanta. 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 Yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Hot Atlanta. Don Julio, take me away. <laughs> yeah, so, so I had my router here in, uh, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. I'm not getting up. That's fine. So, virtual cheer. Yes. Yes. I'll live stream my cheer. Yes. And and so we ran the sync test. We recorded it. And I found out that the uh, audio was delayed by about four frames. Right. The audio delay is not an easy thing to overcome. Normally, the picture is delayed because of processing. I mean, video going back to i'm going to date myself the ampax digital optics the ado oh that's right whenever ADO. you ran your video through the ado there was a one frame delay so you had to basically back off Offset. your your start mark on the audio by one frame so digital processing is much more free-flowing in that it could be any number of delays in your processing but the more processing the more delay so the fact that the audio was delayed was a little odd, but I was able to take my uh, Mimo Live software, apply a video delay filter, right? Dial it in until I got the the video mark and the audio mark to line up, which initially was four. Second test, it became eight, <laughs> right? And then on the day of the event, it was eleven. So eleven. I'm not even sure how that happened right does the machine a, get rebooted does something get re, you, you know, know we're getting an embedded sdi feed I, I don't know how the audio and the video are being transmitted you know out of sync but we fixed it right it ran and everyone was happy 
and and you know it's just another day in in the live streaming world workarounds but, but, but yeah. today as we're wrapping up shooting uh on location lou you got a call from a new client i did I'll, I'll read actually i got an email and a phone call the, delete the names i will delete the names but this is directly what they said we are hosting a fundraiser in november and our strategy is to host a hybrid topical in-person slash online event which would require live streaming we're also planning to pre-tape a few segments incorporate photos and other visuals as backdrop during several interviews we will conduct at the fundraiser so it's a one and a half hour event in person will consist of vips and those we plan to interview about their experience and contribution to helping people during Said COVID. organization <laughs> i can provide further information on a call you know first thing is am i available second thing is am i interested third thing is how much so and, it, and the name is jenny eight six seven five three oh nine Look so, it up, millennials. So <laughs> a, a quick phone call today after our shooting, you know, basically we have more questions than they will have answers, but you were, you helped me with some questions, but I think there's going to be a lot of back and forth sure. before we can even get our hands around this and what it's going to take to even just give them a quote. Right. Well, that, and that's the problem. And that's you, that's the question that you asked, like, how do I quote this? And the first thing I thought of is like, who's producing the event? And right. is that an internal producer? Or do you need to basically put someone on the job to figure out what the show flow is? My guess is they don't even hadn't even considered this. I right. think it's just, hey, we need to do a live stream event. They don't. Oh, we're just going to do some interviews. We're going to get a bunch of people. It's going to be at a hotel in downtown Boston. Right. right. Is it and modeled after something they've done in the past? Right. So is it? I don't think so. I right. think it's just someone said, oh, we need to do right. this. Right. And, so, and now we are going to have to educate them. Absolutely. And quote them. And, you know, there's a there's a lot of levels to all to right. all of this. And, and, you know, I'm fine with educating and and bringing people forward. But, of course, there's a cost to that. Right. Right. So. The first thing that I ask is, you know, who's producing it, right? And if they don't have an internal producer, no, I'm sure it's going to be us. Then that that person has to be budgeted and placed in the job. Who's producing the event? So once you know that, then you start getting the details. Like, okay, they said there's going to be guests. Mm -hmm. Some are going to be shot, pre-produced. Some are going to be live. Okay, where are those live people? What's the venue? It sounded in? like there's going to be some kind of a set. It is at a pretty nice hotel in Boston. I'm sure the venue is set up for some audio. There's probably high-speed internet. But, again, I haven't done a lot of this. Right. I've I produced mean, content for live streaming events. I've been participating in some things we've done together. Right. I mean, one question is, because I'm running into this for an event that I'm doing, is we don't know if we actually have the ability to do the live streaming because a lot of hotels have in-house AV that don't give that up so easily. True. So are we just doing the content that's going into it and handing it off? So that's there's so many elements that uh, a, a live event, you, you just have to sort through. Right. And my guess is I already feel like my hands are going to be tied in this. I feel like you're going to give me suggestions. We're going to give them suggestions. There may be budgetary issues. They may be just lack of knowledge or ignorance. Sure. 
and everything's going to be a revelation to them. And, you know, how far do we get into this before it's like... Look, we all know this. We don't always practice it, but we all know this. The first question I try to really, and and not in an offensive way, I try to clarify, like, what is your budget? Mm-hmm. Just, I know you may not want to give it up, but just in the interest of everyone's right. let's, time. Let's cut to the... To the to like, the like point, I'm right. here to help you, right. but, but if you say I've got $1,000, <laughs> it's going to really change the approach I need to take to do this job, or if, if I even can. Right. Or if you say I have $50,000, I have a much better idea of what can be done. Well, and there's also expectations. You know, what are their expectations? So they just think... You know, we plug in a couple cameras and now we're live streaming and and everyone's has access to it. Well, here's, you know, we just I don't so know the elements. I don't that. know the <laughs> reference point here. Right. And, and, you know, here's here's a problem that is coming up that I know I don't have an easy answer to. But with these hybrid events, it was easy when it was all remote. Right. Because it was all remote and you took what was remote and you just fed it back out to the to the Internet. When you have a hybrid event and you have people in the room and then you have remote people and you have an audience, you know, it's also partially remote. It's like three different audiences. Three So, but the people in the room need to see and hear yes. what's happening. And that's a different level of complexity right, than right. most normal live Good streaming events. See, I, see, these are things I haven't even yeah. thought of. So that is a level of complexity that is easily overlooked. Right. Easily overlooked. Like, oh my God, the people in the room can't see the guy on Zoom. Or they can see him, but they can't hear him. Well, I've been part of these things where I'm shooting something that's being live streamed, but I don't know who's seeing it, who's hearing it, what they're saying back. Again, my job is just to keep a camera focused and exposed and steady. Right. Um, but it's it's important but, to know the questions. But it it to is, ask. and yeah. it's like it, it's like if not everyone's all on the same page, right. then these are the problems that pop up. Right, and and this is why again someone has to play that role of producer, and, and that may not be you, right? Like you may not, I mean, you probably know you don't have the skill. No, it's not my. To be it's not the my live stream producer, you don't the, have the time, but you know that someone has to produce it, and if they don't right. have that person. I I feel like I can facilitate this. No, I can no, bring you can facilitate I can bring the, the pieces yeah. together, the people, and make it happen. And I'm sure they'll be thrilled with it. But what are the steps that are going to get us to that? Right, point? right. This reminds me of a person that we know that just takes a lot of jobs and doesn't always have the resources <laughs> at hand. But I think you you obviously would feel better. I let's put it this way: if if I was in in your position, Lou, and someone came to me and I didn't have that tool set in my bag and I didn't know someone personally who had that tool set in his bag or her bag, mm. I would just kindly decline right. the thanks, job but no thanks. because I wouldn't want to stick my name on something that I did wasn't 100% confident that I could do at the level which I'm comfortable with my name being associated I, I, I with. agree. This yeah. just happened to me at the, not a live stream event where I just, I could smell trouble. It just was not a good match. And at this point in our careers, 
you can kind of smell this stuff. No, no, no. You right. definitely can smell it. And your reputation is right. worth so much more than what the job is going to pay you. <laughs> right. And exactly. I mean, right. you may want some of these jobs and you've got to determine at what point is it not cost effective to determine that. How far do you court a client, give them your knowledge and either have them walk away you know, you've got to, you know, figure out how far you're willing to put well, your and, nose And up. here's the other caveat with this is I came highly recommended from another client that I had done some work for. So it's almost like there's a expectation now that I'm going to make this happen. Well, that may be true, but that, that, that is up to you to decide, you know what, I can't really control the elements of this. Or this and is it, not what my specialty is. Right, and it may not right. look good for me. And, and right. you know, that those are questions that only you can answer for yourself about what you're comfortable with as far as your name being attached right. to it. Right, Fa- because we, failure is not a, a, a pretty right. thing for and, me. And, you know, look, say what you will. Our little circle of crew, we, you know, we're all good at what we do. I mean, that's why I, I like working with you guys. And I think it's it's a two-way street. Or Everyone Absolutely. in this crew is hiring everyone else in this crew. <laughs> right. Because Wait, there's a trust level. Well, it's like our own little inner sanctum. You know? But there's and a trust we, right, level. There's a we, trust we know, I know if I hire you to help me on a job, I know exactly what I can expect. Tom, if I hire you to help me on a job, right. I know exactly. It, it minimizes right. this, the surprises. When I don't know what to expect. <laughs> That's the worst feeling. And so I try to minimize that aspect. I mean, I, I do my best to minimize it. When I get a referral from someone I have not worked with, I try to vet that out as much as possible. And it goes for any job, but it, I mean, right. bringing it back to the live streaming I mean, if I was going to hire someone in a remote city to show up with equipment that was going to be a important link, there would be a lot of vetting. A lot of vetting. A lot of questions. I might even send someone to that city just to make sure that that job went off. How important is it, right, to the to the show, right? How how important is that link? Right. Absolutely. If that link's very important, you know what? I'm going to send my guy. Right. To make sure it gets done in the I, way you I, want I totally it to get agree. done. I totally agree. I don't like unknowns. I right. just uh, who does? Right. It's just why do you want to put yourself out there and right. find out on the job? Right. Oops, this was right. the wrong right. person. So I we we've gotten off a little bit on the tangent, but we're drinking Don Julio, so who cares? Exactly. I, and I, we're back together, and things are changing, and we're still figuring things now, out. Here's here's what I will <laughs> say to you, gentlemen that are in the room. Not the ones listening. And so you know this, who you we, are. So is this a hybrid event? We we have we have a lot of events in our future. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just I don't want anyone to get upset. Come let's say September when you get tired of all of our bullshit. <laughs> Are you saying the exuberance is going to dissipate? I, I'm just saying right now. I'm sorry for any bullshit that you may get upset about. So but this is like a, this is like a future disclaimer. It is a future disclaimer. <laughs> I, what I'm also saying is let's enjoy the moment. <laughs> yes. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers to ah the inner sanctum. Cheers. The Inner Sanctum. The Inner Sanctum. And 
I will see you next time on this weekend production. Farewell, my Good friends. Good night. Do you have something to say? Drop me an email at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. Or even better, call our new TWIP voice mailbox and leave us a message. 601-564-TWIP. That's 601-564-8947. Also, a reminder that This Week in Production is available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So please subscribe to get every episode. Lastly, if you like what you hear, would you mind giving me a rating or a review? I'd appreciate that. Okay, that's a wrap on This Week in Production. Thanks for listening. <laughs>